watch and I don't know what to watch Show I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome to the preview I'm your host Marissa Cantor and back with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher Hello Hello Jermaine, there are so many places that we could start off this podcast from the two, I think, probably staple, well, maybe not staples, but two well-known cable news figureheads being laid off, a CEO being laid off, another CEO picking a fight with the state of Florida, the writers going on strike, not to mention the impending deals that I think are also coming up with the DGA and the and the SAGs, but Jermaine, I will tell you where I would like to start. I would like to start with the HBO Discovery platform, which will be called, as I have mentioned in the past, uh, Max. And I cede the floor to you. <laughs> I think it's the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. They're dismantling a well-known brand, a powerful brand, a brand that is now in this moment on fire with House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus. And they've decided to kill HBO and go with Max. Like, just Max. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, not even is that, it's not as just like Max. It's just like, there's no discovery. There's like, there's just no brand recognition with Max. I think that the, the, the truth is that people are still going to have it because people know it's HBO, so they're still going to go with it. But I think it's one of the dumbest marketing strategies I've ever seen. <laughs> Marissa, I feel like you've echoed this sentiment as well. Yeah, Max doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means nothing. Unless your name is Max. Like, <laughs> Mad Max, Max Keeble's big move, Max means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, from an SEO perspective, too. Just like searchability, discoverability. I mean, they're ri- they're ri- I've said that they're rich enough to to pay for that SEO. To just pay but, for the max keyword. <laughs> yeah, to make themselves the top results on on Google. But okay, so starting March twenty or starting May twenty third, it will be just max. And here are the three updated price tiers. We have max ad light at uh, nine ninety nine a month or ninety nine ninety nine a year. That has two streams, no offline downloads, and ads. Then we have max ad-free at $15.99 a month or $150 a year. That's actually a dollar more than it used to be per month. Uh, And that's only two streams at the same time, only 1080p. And apparently they're limiting the number of downloads you can have, only 30 offline downloads. And then you have max ultimate ad-free which is $19.99 a month or $200 a year for four streams. And that's where you get 4K and 100 offline downloads. Um, And you can only get Dolby at most if you spend for max ultimate ad-free. So $20 a month for maxed. I'm tired. Maybe they're trying to max out your credit cards. (laughs) Um, I'm so tired. (laughs) Uh, I mean, at this rate, like I've been mad at Apple TV plus for raising the price to to $7 a month, but you know, that seems like a steal compared to this. And Apple (laughs) TV plus is delivering. I don't pay for that. I don't pay for that. How do you pay for that? Don't you have Verizon? No, I do not have Verizon. I (laughs) have, this is a whole other thing. I have Mint Mobile from Ryan Reynolds, but Ryan Reynolds just sold out Mint Mobile back to T-Mobile. So... I guess it's his prerogative. He won whatever league he was in. But um, I agree with, with both of your, your stances on Max. I uh, I don't know. I thought it was a questionable decision. Very questionable. I'm not paying for it because I have cable, and it's still free if you have a cable login. So. All right, Marissa, do you want to talk about what we watched in April? What did we watch in April? The, the, the first thing that comes to mind is I feel like the runaway hit of the month Jury duty on freebie. I know. I called it. (laughs) Delightful. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. And I feel like you 
kind of fluctuated at first. You were skeptical of the format, but then you were in it. You were, then you got into it and you were like, okay, I like it. And I liked it the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for having feelings and questions. No, but it was fun. I feel like it's kind of remarkable that he never found out that it was all fake, but regardless, they found a they found a good character, a good guy to uh to be the straight man in all of this. And uh I enjoyed Jury Duty as well. Jermaine, did you have a chance to check it out? I did not have a chance to watch it. My April was dismal. I have been sick for the last two and a half weeks. Oh no. <laughs> and so sick that you would think I took days off from work and you would think, oh, this is the perfect day to just like watch TV. And I couldn't even watch TV. Wow. The only thing I got through in April was beef. That was the only thing I got to, which was a good watch. The finale made no sense to me. Good watch. Up until the finale, I was in it. Complicated feelings now because of the situation. The, the yes. David Joe allegations, showrunner response, ick factor that's now associated with that show is not great. Yeah, for sure. So I have to go back and catch up on April. Yes. Um, I can tell you the worst thing Marissa, <laughs> I watched in April. Why, why are you doing this? Unequivocally. Okay. You're, you Probably need... the worst thing I've watched all year. If I could all be so. Wow. What is it? Tell me. <laughs> so mad already super mario brothers <laughs> was awful real it it's it's made 900 million dollars at the box office and that is a travesty it has made more money than frozen it has made more money than frozen versus the only person so everybody went in no one expected this to be like a, a soderbergh like a <laughs> Uh, a, a, an incredible work of dramatic fiction. Um, <laughs> like everybody just went in like expecting to have, get some fun references to the games, listen to the music a no, little bit. No, a movie needs a plot. It had a plot. Yeah, It but was like, just like a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> it literally felt like I was watching someone play the video game. People do that. That's a legitimate source of revenue. What? That's what Twitch no. is. <laughs> Yes. But that's not what a movie is. I mean, yet. But <laughs> no. I enjoyed Mario for what it was. Now, are there things that could have been maybe fleshed out a little bit more? Probably. Like, could Luigi have his own dreams? I think he could. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I feel like you're being too harsh on it. It was awful. It was not awful. <laughs> Listen, I fully dissociated while watching that movie, and I still missed nothing. Like, I know exactly what happened. It was lazy. It was a cash grab. And, and they grabbed that cash. And they did it. I'm upset. I don't begrudge them for that. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was fine. I mean, worst thing I've seen all year, I don't know. I would need to go back and do an assessment of all the things that I've I've watched this year, but I don't know that I would necessarily go that far. I mean, we DNF'd Ghosted last week, so. Oh, <laughs> Ghosted was probably the worst thing that I've watched this year. <laughs> I, I started that when I was sick. I was like, oh, I, I can get a movie, and I can get a movie, and I can do this. And I started, it was like 10 minutes. It was like, I can't do this. And I turned it off. I'll stick with it for so long, but I, I felt like I had watched maybe like 35 minutes and I still felt like I had just seen only the, the things that I had seen in the trailer. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just wasn't giving me anything. And I at that point I was out. I didn't even get to, apparently like Sebastian Stan shows up at some point. Apparently like other actors show up, but I just like didn't get there. I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Schmigadoon season two has been really fun. Fun for me. I feel like a lot of it is lost on you. Yeah, I mean, I that era of musicals are, are a blind spot for me. It continues to be incredibly clever. All right, Jermaine, how are you feeling now leading up to May? You ready to dive back in? Actually, May is so bleak. <laughs> it's going to give me time to get caught up on April. I actually thought that, like, the TV... Sl like. 
There's a lot of Man, stuff. TV. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of TV. There's a lot of TV. I feel like when I look at the movie release calendar, everybody was like, "Oh, there's Guardians and there's Fast Ten, and then we're the just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna and go to a different month." Yeah. Um, and that's how I. That's how. That's what I see when I look at the movie slate for for May. I agree. The movies are are gonna be a little bit bleak. Especially if you're not a fan of those franchises. <laughs> I mean, Fast 10, I stopped watching it like Fast 4. They've done 10 of those movies. And, uh, and the yeah. trailer really? for it is still exactly the same as that ride at Universal <laughs> that they made, like, like how, how long ago. Jermaine, have you been on the ride at Universal? I have not been to Universal since I was... 10 years old okay so i I can take you through (laughs) what the fast and furious ride at universal entails so is it fast and furious no no all right so you go in and you sit down in kind of like this car with a bunch of other people you're basically driven into an empty garage and there's vin diesel and he's dancing with maybe like six girls and just the seven of them are dancing in this empty garage. They're having a good time, having a party. Then, boom, someone blasts through the wall. Then, for some reason, the car just goes in a straight line down this kind of, like, uh, hall that's just, like, screens on all sides. So nothing really happens. Like, you're not going fast at all. It's kind of just, like, effects that make you feel like you're going fast as the screen moves. Um, so then you're, you know, driving through someone's, like, pulling a helicopter down, the helicopter crashes in the highway, does the classic thing, cars are blowing up, and then, oh, we saved the day. We're back at the club. And then we're, no, it's not a club. <laughs> it's a garage with like 10 people all having a party. <laughs> and that's the ride. And that was the trailer for Fast 10 as well. I, that franchise, I can't believe still is going. So why don't we just stay here? Why don't we start off with movies for a change? Because I feel like that will be, we have, we've pretty much already listed them all anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Which major franchise are we going to first? I, I think we're going to probably go to Guardians of the Galaxy first. Sure. Yeah. What do you have to say about Guardians 3? Not excited Um, over it. Look, if you're a fan of Chris Pratt, these past two months have been the months for you. (laughs) First, you got Chris Pratt as the Brooklyn-based Mario, and then (laughs) (laughs) only for one month later, Chris Pratt to return as Peter Quill Star-Lord in installment number three of Guardians of the Galaxy with the director who meant so much to them, James Gunn. I I mean, what what is there really to say? (laughs) Ant-Man was Nothing. bad. So <laughs> Ant-Man was bad. You know what? It's so funny because everybody's talking about Guardians of the Galaxies coming out. Apparently, Endgame came out like this week four years ago. Mm. That was only four years ago? Yes. <laughs> and somebody put like a collage of like them all hands in. Two other moments and like Robert Downey Jr. snapping, I am Iron Man. And the the caption for the tweet was, yes. And in this moment, we all collectively decided to tap out of the Marvel Universe. Because all the movies have been bad since Endgame. This is getting on a tangent, but I read that like Paul Rudd, for some reason, had like access to script edits for ant-man like they allowed him to make line changes and such which i don't think was a good choice Uh, jermaine did you see ant-man i've not seen ant-man yet it's not on disney plus yet there's a whole thing about it okay so i'm gonna give you uh an out of context line that i think blew both of our minds and it was probably when michael douglas said the ants have lived a thousand (laughs) lives (laughs) and they're so smart now or something like that (laughs) I just, oh my god, it was, it was bonkers. It was, a, it was a movie. It was a movie. I'm trying to think, what was the last MCU movie I enjoyed? I guess maybe if I had to pick one, the most recent Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, and also like I don't know if that's good or the fact that 
it's like I don't know if it's good or we just like it because Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield was in it. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's like was, it's like was, was it that. good or was it less bad? There was that, but I feel like <laughs> yeah. there was also like that one was I feel like different than all the others because it's so directly tied to Endgame. It happened like immediately after there were all the references like to Tony Stark and all of that. Like everything now yeah. feels so removed. I yeah, it it it's been a rough a rough go this this phase. Your Doctor Strange was bad. I didn't love Wakanda forever. Thor. I, I'm not ex- oh, yeah, I, Thor. Thor was oh Thor was terrible. The Eternals. Yeah, the Eternals. The Eternals. I found the Eternals to be very it lacked personality. Um but the funny thing about Guardians is Thor Ragnarok was a direct like the tone of Ragnarok was like a copy of Guardians. Mm-hmm. The tone of Guardians. And that worked. And then Love and Thunder was just so bad. It's just like, I just keep feeling like I spent so much time on this universe during COVID. I watched so many movies. It's led me here. And now I'm just trapped because it's like, we're not looking forward to this movie, but will we see it? Probably. Yes. I mean, then you have to also add in like the Jonathan Majors thing. (laughs) It it just goes from bad to worse. He's... Wait, he's he's in Guardians. Well, he, I mean, he's not. I don't know that he's in Guardians per se, but I felt like he's meant to be a big part of. Yeah, he's yeah. the build up is to, <laughs> to Kong Dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. So he might be out. I don't know if he's out. Um, I think they're going then, to recast him. But somebody made an interesting point about like in the multiverse having the same actor play the, the same character was a stupid decision, like different actors could have played the same character and, and that's having true. one actor play the character was like a bad decision somebody said that yeah but it's like now with the multiverse as the excuse they can write anything away right like it does make recasting i, guess- I don't know there's a way to explain it with the multiverse yeah that's true. i guess it's it's it'll be easier to explain than um the Johnny Depp Fantastic Beasts <laughs> fiasco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the issue with, with, with Jonathan Majors is that he's already filmed Loki season two. I also love that we're not actually talking about Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. at all. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie that will exist. That will exist. We'll watch it. And so Saldana is done. She said this is her last one. She's tapped out. I mean, Dave Batista's done too, right? I think a bunch he's of them are done. done. Yeah, he's done. He's tapped out, um, and this might actually be the last Guardians movie. I'm sure they will pop up in unless some they form of an unless end. they just refresh the Guardians. It's like a any sort of like oh, high school drama. True, and then, like, every couple of movies, they have to just get yeah. a new bunch of of Guardians. Yeah, huh. Jermaine, where are we going next? Let's put a little mermaid. Okay, I have thoughts. I have thoughts as well. You may begin. <laughs> no, you may. You go first. Marissa's go thoughts are him. definitely going to be like 75% about the animation. Okay, well, here's my thing. <laughs> the Little Mermaid, I have such an emotional attachment to that movie. Me too. That was my movie. That was, that the was mo- my movie. That was my TV show. It yes. was my movie and TV show. TV in, show? In, what was the TV show? Yeah, there was a TV it was show. Like, like a prequel, it was like before the movie, the events of the movie. There was a prequel to the TV show, and it would air at six a.m. every morning <laughs> when I would be getting ready for school in Jamaica. I would watch The Little Mermaid while I got ready for school. If I woke up really early at five thirty, they would play Madeline, and it was also my show. But nice. I have such affection for The Little Mermaid. Yes, carry even, on. Even even Little Mermaid two. Yes. Like a good sequel, a quality sequel. Yeah, that was just, that was my movie. That was the movie that I would watch over and over and over. It was my Frozen. It was my, it was my everything. I wanted to be Ariel. I wanted to be Ursula. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I knew was meant to be evil. (laughs) Uh, And it's just, why? I, I, I don't know. It's just like every remake has been bad again it's another it's another cash grab the only thing that is worth it to me is seeing those tiktok 
videos of little black girls reacting to a black Ariel. That's the only thing that... That is the only thing. Makes it all okay. (laughs) Listen, I saw the trailer when it the teaser I was like oh that looks terrible but okay but it's for the culture so it's like okay and then the full trailer came out I was like this movie looks terrible I don't know if the acting is the best it just doesn't seem very cohesive the casting and then this week they released like the animation yes. and Flounder looks like he's Flounder looks like he's on Ozempic <laughs> Flounder looks like the fish. When I was a kid, I had a pet fish that I would forget to feed. And Flounder looks like he's about to die. Flounder yeah. looks terrible. They all look terrible. Sebastian, look, that crab is not from Jamaica. Oh. I don't know where they found that crab from. It Sebastian, already didn't make sense that Sebastian like, was from Jamaica. You know... I don't know. It's just like I'm. Some like, things are meant to just be magical and like a fantasy. It, like, and... I'm not excited to see. Like I was like, oh, when I saw Cinderella, I'm like, oh, when I saw Sleeping Beauty, I'm like, oh, this is you know. But the little, there's just something off about the Little Mermaid. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I, it's just one of my I favorite headlines so far is from an AV Club article that just says. It's all fun and games until it's time to make a photorealistic flounder. And it's just like the two <laughs> photos of them side by side. <laughs> flounder looks horrible. That's, that sent me. Yeah, it's also, I think, like 50 minutes longer than the animated movie. Yes. Yeah, what do we think they're adding in to fill those 50 minutes? Well, apparently they're adding consent to the Kiss the Girl song, which... They're adding a consent, like a verse that's like, like I think I read. That is this okay? Yes, this is okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, like, I I am all about consent. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, we'll see how this affects the plot. I mean, I don't know. I've seen a lot of conversations surrounding, you know, Ariel's arc being so much more about like her independence as opposed to getting legs for a man which to me was always a reductive take on Mm -hmm. the movie anyways that's not what the movie was about so yeah they're i guess they're trying to sprinkle in some feminism oh yeah get updated in the story even though it already was okay it's a perfect movie don't mess with perfect movie yes don't mess with perfection wow I'm very attached to this one. At this point, would we say the best Disney live action remake by default is Aladdin? What's the best one? You know, I actually really liked Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella you like Cinderella? With Lily James okay. and Cinderella Rob Stark. Cinderella was really good. And Rob Stark. <laughs> Richard Madden. Sorry, took a second. Okay. So Beauty Cin- and the Beast was also good with um, Emma Watson. Yeah, the, the auto-tune on that. You know what was really great about Cinderella, though, was that it wasn't a musical. It just got to be a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It just got to exist. But I feel like they, because the original Cinderella is, what, like 65 minutes? They must have added in a ton of stuff to Cinderella, too. I really, I I have positive memories of Cinderella. You have positive memories. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Like, usually when I go into these movies, I'm just, like, there for the nostalgia, and I don't. I am attached in the sense of, like, I grew up watching these movies, but The Little Mermaid is different. I'm very protective of The Little Mermaid. I agree. It just, I, I, it just, there's just something about it that it's just doesn't connect for me, and I don't know why. It just doesn't look, I don't know if it doesn't look fun or something. It's just just weird. It's just weird. The marketing is very dark. Like, all the images we're getting... I don't know. Something's off about it. And the wigs are really bad. It's also, it's very hard. Like if Aquaman taught us anything, making underwater movies is not (laughs) the best. (laughs) Okay, last question about The Little Mermaid. Seeing the flounder animation makes me feel blank about live action Stitch. Oh, God. (laughs) Bad. Just bad. Yeah. First of all, they've already started to recast it. <laughs> and again, Lilo and Stitch, great movie. 
does not need a live action version. Perfect yeah. just the way it was. I actually rewatched it in the last week or so. I was having a bad day and I just decided to watch Lilo and Stitch and then I cried and it was it was beautiful. It's a good movie. Yeah, the surfing scene, mm-hmm. perfection. I've seen some kind of like AI renderings of what live action Stitch could be. Yeah, but none of those are real. They're those not are- real, but like <laughs> They're problematic to begin. Like, they don't set a good tone. Yeah. You already said you're expecting Ugly Sonic. I fully do expect an <laughs> Ugly Sonic. Yeah. Postpone Little Mermaid and Redo Flounder. It's given Ugly Sonic. Yeah, they also changed Scuttle from a seagull to, like, an osprey so that they could have the photo of Scuttle also for marketing also be underwater because people didn't realize it at first and they were like, why is this bird underwater? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Oh my Nonsense. Um, all right, Marissa, what, what other movies do we have coming up this month? One movie that really caught my eye for very personal reasons um, is You Hurt My Feelings. Starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Is this an Apple TV? It's A24. Oh, it's, oh, it's an A24. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a writer. You didn't even mention Tobias Menzies. T- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't take as thorough notes <laughs> as Philip you. Prince Philip himself. I mean, as, as, a, as a noted crown enthusiast, Tobias Menzies is always front of mind. <laughs> well, Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays a novelist and just a lot of the moments in the book resonated in the movie in the movie i'm so sorry it felt very much like i don't know stories about authors and publishing are always so ridiculous and unrealistic but there was like a sense of reality to this portrayal of it that just hit a little hard yeah like in the trailer when she's at a bookstore and she takes her book and she puts it on one of the display tables (laughs) like i've definitely done that before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah when i saw that i was like oh marissa's gonna appreciate some of this um i have that on my list too i feel like in a month with not that many standout movies i felt like this one looked you know enjoyable i will follow julia wherever she goes also she doesn't miss she was i mean excellent i would say sometimes she misses <laughs> we don't need to talk about the jonah hill movie <laughs> okay but like <laughs> she was objectively one of the best parts of that movie. Given what she was given, she worked it. Okay. It might be triggering, but I will watch. Well, you'll have to wait a while for that one because that one doesn't come out until the end of the month, um, May 26th. Same day as Little Mermaid. What will you see first? Oh, man. Uh. Double feature. <laughs> Double feature. <laughs> Another movie that I had on my list was Blackberry, which is... Like, uh, it seems like a kind of like heightened biopic of the creation of Blackberry. I've always been fascinated by Blackberries. I think that, um, you've never had a Blackberry. I never had one personally, but they've always fascinated me. My dad used to have one. I had one and it was the best phone I ever had. (laughs) When I thought, when I had to give up my Blackberry to get an iPhone, I, I, it was so sad. I love the Blackberry. I just find it so wild that it was such a, they were such a big thing and then they refused to innovate and then they just died. Like, (laughs) it's like you had it, you had everything you needed right there. You had like a loyal fan base. You had people who were swearing by your device. You had corporate America behind you giving everybody your devices and then just big flop, just wild. It stars Jay Baruchel, who I haven't seen in a minute. I'll, I'm in. I'll, I'll check it out. Jermaine, what else is on your list? Oh, Netflix has a documentary about Anna Nicole Smith. Anna, Anna Nicole Smith, You Don't Know Me. And I'm into that. I'm going to watch it. I grew up with Anna Nicole Smith and her life and her fight for the money that was promised to her by her 94-year-old husband. That's my dream, to marry an old rich man and have him die. Leave me everything. Um, (laughs) But she had a very big life. And I remember when she died, it felt like the world stopped when Anna Nicole Smith died. And it was very tragic. 
I'm just going to watch it. I haven't heard about her in a very long time. So I'm really surprised that there's a documentary coming about coming out about her life. All kinds of stories just get repurposed these days. They pull yeah. all sorts of things back up that you thought you'd never see or hear about again. Yeah. Okay, the last movie I had on my list was the the Hulu remake of White Men Can't Jump. Okay, goodbye, Sam. <laughs> I, it's been fun. I, I've enjoyed doing these podcasts. Like, really, Sam? I don't know, Jermaine. If I had to pick five, like, in any other month, I, I don't think this movie would make it on the list. But... You don't remake White Men Can't Jump. That movie, the original, is fantastic. Have you seen the original? I actually, when I thought about this, I think I have only seen it in bits and pieces. I don't know that I've ever seen White Men Can't Jump all the way through. But yeah, I mean, it is basketball season. I thought I'd give it a shout out. It has Jack Harlow, noted Celtics fan, Jack Harlow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no comment on that. Let's move on. All right. Are you moving? Wait, Jermaine, did, Any- we, did we have everything on your list? You have everything on my list. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move to TV then. A lot more going on. A lot more going on. Yeah. Should I begin? Sure. You know what I'm going to start with. Do I? Oh, wait. I'm basic. Should I guess? Is it the Bridgerton show? It's actually not. Oh, Oh, that's mine. Oh. (laughs) Let's start there. I mean, it's not, it's, it's a close second. It's a close second. Oh, then I think I know what's number one. You're going to say the To All the Boys show. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. Well, let's start with Queen Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. I'm here a for it. to Bridgerton. Yes. Looks good. It looks quite interesting. It looks like the women know about sex in this in this <laughs> prequel. It's like okay. Uh, what is what is it? It's like it's when she was uh introduced when she was arranged to marry the king, and yes. it tells what how basically how they integrated England. Okay. Um, but it's, it, 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 I don't know. There's something about Bridgerton that just feels so cozy and I don't get why. It just feels whimsical all the time. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Chandra wrote all, Chandra wrote five of the six episodes and I'm like, oh, you have not written a series in a long time, ma'am. Good for you. And you know, she will kill it with the, with the queendom. Um, as the screenwriter of Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Yes. Did you know that? Did you know that Shonda Rhimes wrote that movie? You've only mentioned it probably 25 times. (laughs) Did you know Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie? I did. (laughs) Like, Shonda's done some stuff. She has. Do you think this show will be better than Bridgerton? Probably. Plus people. (laughs) It, It just seems a little more focused on like these central people as opposed to Bridgerton. You have to like check in with each and every one of the kids and what you're up to. I also think it'll be interesting because the Bridgerton proper each season is an adaptation of a book. Yeah. But with Queen Charlotte, it's the spinoff is got to be its own thing. And then now I think they're working backwards in that there will be a Queen Charlotte book, but it didn't exist first you know it it's really is Shonda's in a way that you don't have to worry about readers expectations or keeping yeah. up with you know changing the plot to make like you just don't have any of those worries creatively with mm-hmm. Queen Charlotte yeah the only thing is keeping continuity with the show so I think it'll be interesting to see if there's a difference in tone or if there's any just yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Similarly, um, sticking with spinoffs, Exo Kitty is a new Netflix show that is about the younger sister of Lara Jean from the To All the Boys I've Loved Before trilogy. This is its own show starring Anna Cathcart where she goes to a boarding school in South Korea because it's the school that her mom went to who is you know dead in the movies because YA loves a dead mother it's her own it's her own love story and it looks so cute and those movies hold such a special place in my heart because I feel like they really revitalized the teen rom-com 
when they came out, when the first one came out. And I think that Anna Cathcart was a breakout character in the movies. And I am excited to see her shine. And yeah. Jenny Han is fully behind the show as well. Yeah, and if you love John Corbett, these past two months have also I know, and John Corbett. You. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's like a reduced role because the majority of the show is going to be at this boarding school. But I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it's as lovely and... Is it going to be subtitled? I don't think so. I don't know to what extent What's the purpose be. of her going to a boarding school in Korea? I believe it's a school for, you know, Korean-American students to have some sort of, like, cultural immersion. But she'll never speak Korean. <laughs> Maybe she'll be learning Korean. You can't just expect her to know Korean. Listen, Sam, Emily <laughs> went all the way to Paris and didn't speak a word of French. Because her Korean, that. You can't expect her to know Korean because her Korean mother... Died. Died. You think John Corbett was teaching her Korean? Is he not John Corbett? Can he not do everything? <laughs> no, but that's like a huge um, sort of arc in the books for Laura Jean is feeling a disconnect from her Korean culture mm-hmm. because she like was raised by, you know, her white father. So that is probably what I'm most looking forward to. It'll definitely be uh, easy breezy binge in a day kind of show for me what about you sam what's at the top of your list at the top of my list and i i go back and forth on this because i'm both excited and nervous about this is the disney plus show american born chinese which is based on my favorite graphic novel ever high praise high praise it's on my list too it's a great graphic novel. It's a great read. It's so fun. The five pillars, and then he pees on the pillar. Hilarious. Um, but <laughs> and then and then the pillar is his finger. Oh my god! Just such a such a good such a good couple pages. Yeah, basically the story kind of starts out with there's this high schooler. He's you know kind of like the only Asian kid at his high school, and this foreign exchange student from Taiwan is brought into the school. And they're immediately kind of grouped together. They're like, will you show this kid around, be his friend? Because, you know, you're meant for each other as like the two Asian kids. I feel like this is a very common thing that can happen, unfortunately. And that's, I think, why what initially made me resonate with the graphic novel. But this adaptation brings with it Michelle Yeoh, Kihai Kwan. I'm excited for the adaptation. I think I'm nervous that they'll make changes to the book or that it just won't be authentic to the graphic novel. And that's what makes me a little bit nervous about it, but I will still watch it regardless. So this is like a tender spot for you. Yes, absolutely. Now you know how we feel about the little mermaid. Yeah, no, I, yeah. The way you feel about the little mermaid is how I feel about American born Chinese. Interestingly, my dad never reads, but he read this book and loved it. (laughs) Oh, I just saw the trailer and I was like, oh, the entire cast of everything ever all at once. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm in. Say no that more. Too. Plus Ronnie Chang, who I think is obligatorily in everything that's about it that has like a China subplot ever. So American-born Chinese is on my list. Uh, Jermaine, yeah, what else I'm do you have? I'm excited for that one. The other two is coming back finally to Max. Well, Max. it comes back to HBO Max on May 4th, HBO Max. but then it will be on Max after then like episode four, <laughs> which this show, it's the best. Yeah, it is the best, the best, but it's like the little engine that could, I think it started on Comedy Central, I think, and it got, yes. they did it, good first season, it's about, um, Chase Dreams, yes. Chase Dreams, which is like <laughs> just, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber, <laughs> And his two older siblings, which are like younger two, because they're not famous, and you know it's progressed since. But like I remember watching season one, and they got picked up for season two, and I think it got moved to HBO Max when they were going to launch it, and then COVID hit, and then there was no season two, and then they finally made season two, and it felt like season two came out two years ago. That and seems right. Now, yeah. It, it, season two like felt so long ago, so now I'm like season three, and I'm like, wait, that show's so coming back so i'm very 
excited that it's coming back. It is it is a very well put together show. Molly Shannon is honestly probably my favorite part of that show. What about Himbo Lance? Himbo Lance is Himbo Lance, Himbo Lance is, is fun, is but wonderful. I I still think Molly Shannon oh. and her whole arc like becoming like a talk show host <laughs> is just hilarious. It's so good. And yeah. I feel like it's a show that doesn't get as much recognition as it, it should. But any person who I have mentioned this show to and then has gone on to watch it yes. has come back and been like, this is amazing. Chase dreams, though. He got to be like a full adult now. <laughs> like, Yeah. Almost 18. So good. That just made me really excited. I almost forgot about that one. Marissa, what else do you have? I'm like, do I go for something that you will probably say, or do I just start going off the rails with these? I don't know what you mean by off the rails. <laughs> I'll save my my off the rails. Platonic. Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne. I'll watch it. Okay. That's actually not on my list. Okay. Are you going to talk about the Watergate show? Of course I'm going to talk about the Watergate show. I knew you were going to talk about the Watergate show. There's a Watergate show? Talk about, well, let's... Talk about platonic first. I mean, I think the title says it all. What what more is there to say? I don't know. I just wasn't sure if you had any further further details to share about why this is interesting to you. Because it's rom com adjacent. Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So the show that Marissa is alluding to that I'm excited about is White House Plumbers, which is coming to HBO at the beginning of the month. It stars, speaking of white men can't jump, Woody Harrelson. And basically, it's about, I mean, I think they say it's like based on a true story, but it's very much, I think, in the tone of like a, like, it feels like a typical kind of like Adam McKay-esque kind of show, like a Vice or like a Succession or a Veep-esque kind of situation. But basically, it's about these people who I think became kind of like trusted members of the administration to spy and and figure out secrets and and do all these kind of things and then i think unintentionally for them lead to what will become the watergate scandal because they're so inept (laughs) um but the tone of it just seems very fun for that reason i'll check it out see that's a show where it's like i'll probably watch it with you but i don't know watergate (laughs) (laughs) that's that's your assessment of watergate your watergate (laughs) Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just don't care. Have, we've evolved to the point where Watergate isn't even that scandalous anymore. Like, Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. No. <laughs> we have a former president who's under 34 indictments in New York. So. <laughs> yeah. Watergate. <laughs> and you're like, more indictments to come. So. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Jermaine, what else, what else do you have? Oh, Apple TV has this show called Silo, Mm. which is post-apocalyptic world and they live basically in an underground bunker, starting to question whether or not everything that has been told to them about the above world is true. And in true human nature, they start to question everything the government is telling them and all hell breaks loose. Uh, Rashida Jones is in it, which this seems like a very departure, huge departure from what she's ever done. And it just seems interesting. Rebecca Ferguson, David Oyelaho, it's just, it's... Common. Common. (laughs) It's just like a hodgepodge of a cast. And I just love anything where the world is coming to an end. Yeah, that was on my list too. I was just talking to a coworker who said that the book was very good because this is based on a book and that was why he's excited for this show. So my gut instinct is that the government is lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Exactly. Would we put it over or under 90% chance that the government is lying about what the situation is outside? <laughs> They're definitely lying. Like you're 99% lying. But you're leaving 1%. They may be telling the truth. Perhaps. All right, Marissa, how many shows do we have left for you? Um, 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 um just a quick shout out to Queer Eye. Queer Eye's coming back. Love it. We'll watch it. We'll cry. But I don't think I need to like dedicate 
okay. to it. It just felt wrong to not shout it out, especially considering I am also going to Netflix reality. And I don't know how I'm going to feel about this show, but I just know that I have to watch it and make mm-hmm. that assessment for myself. That show that I'm talking about, I'm really building it up. Jewish matchmaking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to. I just need to watch it. I want to see how it goes. Did you watch Indian matchmaking? Exactly. I was about to ask that. Uh, I haven't seen... I didn't watch Indian matchmaking either. I saw the first episode. I saw the first episode. It was trying too hard. Okay. I was like, I'm out. I mean, so far, I feel like Jewish representation on Netflix has been either like unorthodox. So, you know, woman escaping a Hasidic culty environment or that was what is the reality show called? My Unorthodox Life, which is, again, about like a reality show about a woman who has left her ultra orthodox yeah. community. So they're yeah. they're really only giving us that. <laughs> so I'm I am curious. This feels like will will we be leaning into every stereotype with this show? Will we actually see that Judaism is not a monolith and that it's not this like one thing and not like the most extremist version of it? And from the trailer, I think we will. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Even I saw one episode was going to focus on, you know, a Jewish woman of color who lives in like the middle of the country. So again, not just like depicting like New York or L.A. Jews. I'm curious. I just have to. And like matchmaking is such a there's a lot of cultural relevance in that within Jewish communities and lore. I mean, Fiddler on the Roof, I guess you wouldn't know. I've never seen Fiddler on the Roof, no. It's a it's a whole thing. I don't need to go on a super Jewish tangent, but... Okay. The next show that I have on my list comes from National Geographic. Marissa's making a face at me because <laughs> it is a small light, and it's a show about Meep Geese, the woman who took in Anne Frank. Because this is the other... This, <laughs> is-, this is the other <laughs> end of the Judaism <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> But I had to do it because Starry or playing Meep Geese is Belle Powery, who I'm most familiar with Belle Powery from her portrayal of Princess Margaret in A Royal Night Out, probably one of the most unhinged movies we ever (laughs) recapped on Crowning Around, our sister podcast. You know, as far as like linear premieres go, on premiere, this comes out on May 1st. I think I saw it's going to be on like four networks at the same time. They really want you to watch A Small Light. Well, doesn't like Liev Schreiber play Otto Frank? He does, yes. Ray Donovan himself. Jewish actor. I respect it. I did try to do a little research on if the actress is who plays Anne Frank is Jewish, and I could not get like a definitive answer on that, which... I think this is like her first role. I think she's... (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't have a Wikipedia page yet. (laughs) So, you know... I'll, I'll give her the benefit like, of the I doubt. I don't scrutinize this. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm not scrutinizing her. It's not about her. It's just about the cat. Like just being critical of casting non-Jewish actors in very Jewish roles. Cough, Marvel. Like Aunt, like Anne Frank. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Could it get? I don't think. Could it get any more Jewish than playing Anne Frank? <laughs> Uh, like, I'm still scarred by, like, it really rattled me to learn that, like, Rachel Brosnahan, not Jewish. Oh, I did not know that. Moving on. Moving on. Jermaine, what else do you have? The last show on my list is uh, Class of 09 on FX on Hulu, which I feel like at this point, FX needs to close as a network if everything is on Hulu. <laughs> like, I, 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 I quite don't understand it because it literally promos as on FX on Hulu. Um, it's about, like, a group of people, random people who are, like, like, one of them was, like, a nurse or whatever, and they get, like, picked to be in the FBI out of their normal lives. And it's, I guess it happened in 2009, 
but the series goes over many decades to show when they just join to cases that they've worked on. And it is with Kamara, and I will watch anything Kamara is in because I think she's fantastic. I was recently talking about, remember when Netflix just launched and all they had was House of Cards? Mm-hmm. And I was recently talking about when Kevin Spacey pushed her <laughs> in front of the train. And I'm like, how did he get away with that? Like, that made no sense to me. How did he get away with that? But I'm only interested in it because of Kamara. Because I, I think she makes good choices of things that she does. I have such a visceral memory of that moment from House of Cards. Like, I remember, like, where I was. And, like, I just, like, I remember and watching it on my laptop in, like, my childhood bedroom. And then that happening and just, like, shutting my laptop. It's like, it's like yes. that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Did not watch another episode. Oh, I watch it all the way to the end. <laughs> I, I watch it all the way to the end when they had to kill him off and his wife became president. I mean, you forget, but at that time, you also could have watched Lilyhammer. That was the only other show on Netflix. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. There was another one with um Alexander Skarger's little brother. I can't remember what it was called. Femka Jens. What's her name from... Gene, what you play? Oh, like Fancy Jensen. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a. I can't remember that one. I don't remember that one either. Netflix was the start of Netflix was a bleak time. It was just like, what is this? Yeah, until I want to say till like Orange is the New Black. I feel like that really kind of blew it up. Yeah. I have one more show I want to mention. Okay. And that's the Apple TV Plus show High Desert, starring Patricia Arquette. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. Did you think I was gonna say Ed Sheeran? No, I thought you were going to say The Great. The Great is back? Yeah, The Great Season 3. I only, my research this time was literally just watching the new trailers with you. I was trying to be more like you. I was trying to do a very, like, new focus. Oh, okay. All right. So, let me talk about this show. Okay, sorry, yeah. No, talk about High Desert. Well, Ben Stiller, executive, produced it, and he did good with success, with, um, oh my god, not, what am I saying? Severance. Sorry, it's another S word. Did good with severance, so points. Stacked cast, Patricia Arquette, Matt Dillon, and Bernadette Peters. The Bernadette Peters. Incredible. And the trailer was entertaining. It took me on a ride. Brad Garrett's also in it. Love Brad Garrett. I just think it, I'm going to tune in. Premise-wise, Patricia Arquette plays a recovering addict turned private investigator. Emmy. (laughs) exactly it's being pitched as a dark comedy um are you gonna talk about the great no because i only talk about new shows and the new show that closes out my list is the netflix animated comedy mulligan um in this (laughs) in this animated comedy i will not be watching that with you aliens try to take over the earth but one hero is able to save the earth, but not before. There's only basically a handful of people left. As the savior of the earth, they immediately decide that he will be their leader and he is woefully unequipped to do so. And that is the premise of the show. I saw that Daniel Radcliffe is one of the voices. And as we all know, I will I will watch Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe do anything. Um, <laughs> He's your I will follow wherever he goes. He's my Kate Mara, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll check it out. New dad. He's a new dad now. New, yes, new dad, Daniel Radcliffe. Congratulations to him. Just in time to fully move on from whatever's going on with this Potter reboot. <laughs> I know. Like a whole Harry Potter TV series. And I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, no. Wait, not even, sorry, not even <laughs> the controversy with J.K. Rowling aside. This is where I, I, I go behind the, I get behind the argument that Hollywood is running out of new ideas. Why is there going to be a Harry Potter TV series? Why? There are so many. But the thing is, it's like they're not. There are so many ideas. There are so many, like, incredible, interesting new fantasy series. Like, diverse 
fantasy series. There is there is so much out there that is yeah. ready and would be incredible. And they're like, nah, let's just give like a 10-year commitment. Let's just like entangle anybody who like I, I'm already thinking like the poor children. The poor children children who will then get entangled in this like controversy. Like it's just, it's so unacceptable to me that this is happening. And then did you see a week later, it was announced that like a twilight show is also in development. Yeah. Twilight. And I was like, okay, I don't need to see a twilight TV series. The movies were fine. I read the books. And like today, the 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 um, Hunger Games prequel sequel came, the, the 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 trailer to the prequel came out, and I'm like, okay, fine, In, you know. But like, I've already seen these. Give me something new. Anyway, Sam, back plus to or, back no, to that. Just, just plus or minus ten years before they try and make a Chronicles of Narnia series. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll give it like five. five. I mean, it's probably five right now they try to do that. Yeah, probably. It's probably in development right now. When did the, even the last movie come out? Harry Potter. Like, Are we talking about like Harry, Harry Potter? Potter? Yeah. Like 2008, 2009? No. Deadly Hollows Part 2? Oh, you're right. It's yes. probably like 2011. Like 2011. Deadly Hollows Part 1 was 2011. Okay. So we are now 12 years in the future. I'm like, who is this for right because i feel like the people who grew up with the books felt an attachment to that first like i think i don't know i'm just like why i it's obviously for them to watch with their kids now i mean i guess I, i i know that i am of a of one mind and that a lot of this country is of a different mind but my mind is like and the people i know who also feel the same way it's just like why 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 like who's gonna watch this but i guess you schedule you still schedule harry potter movies and and why? people watch and them people watch them so. people watch them but i think there's like a difference okay you may have to cut this because i am getting a bit on a, on a soapbox i think there's a difference between having like a nostalgic reverence for what exists already and then now knowing what we know about the creator of the series, like continuing to throw money at her and yeah. supporting her. Like I understand the nostalgia for what was, but I think it's extremely gross to just keep throwing money at this transphobic woman. And actually don't edit this out. I stand by that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how we got here. Well, Sam I is was talking about talking Mulligan. About- <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. Talking about Daniel Radcliffe being one of the voice actors in Mulligan. Uh, that was the last show on my list. Well, you got me all riled up. I'm, like sweating. Okay. Well, yeah. Are we done with? Are we done with shows? I think so. Do you have anything yeah. else, Jermaine? No. Not Jeopardy Masters. No. <laughs> But if you watch the original White Men Can't Jump, one of the plots in the movie is Rosie Perez is competed on Jeopardy. Mm. Okay, what streamers are we watching? What are we keeping? What are we canceling? Probably dropping Max because it's too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is tough. There's just like something on everything to watch. There's something on Netflix. There's something on Hulu. There's something on Disney+. Plus. How they get you? My top is Netflix for Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Yeah, it's I, probably Netflix for me as well. I think all my top stuff is over there. I, I'm torn between Disney Plus or Apple, but I'll go with Disney Plus. Didn't even mention. I mean, I guess we did mention Ed Sheeran, the sum of it all. Sum of it all, <laughs> which I will watch. <laughs> the four part docu series. Yeah, I'll go with Disney Plus. That American born Chinese is really. Pulling its weight this month. It is. Jermaine's right. It is bleak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's May. That's May. You know what? May is, it doesn't matter. May is for basketball anyways. Yeah. May is for endings. You could say that, I guess. Right? It's like generally season finale. And on network, yeah. it's Sing- season finale. Yeah, time. network TV season finale time. Yeah. 
Hopefully June won't be so bleak. You don't seem confident, but we'll see you next month regardless. (laughs) Whether it is or isn't, we will talk about it all the same. As always, that was our preview. You can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter, at Outfit Repeaters Podcast on Instagram. Email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can find any of our other previews either at our website, www.pagedatedmedia.com or on any platform where podcasts are available. See you next month. Yep. See you next month. Bye. couch and i don't know what to watch show i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview